When the world went into quarantine in March of 2020, the Cover Me podcast found itself unusually well-prepared for the challenges of long-distance recording, as Jake Cressy and Alex Mildenberger had been recording episodes from different cities, provinces, and sometimes countries for almost a year at that point. What our two hosts were not prepared for was literally everything else that came with a global pandemic, particularly the large amount of deaths in the music community. A good part of this year's episodes were in memoriam to some member of the music community that passed, and had the podcast truly committed itself to memorializing every Every musician who passed this year, then you would have never had the chance to hear us talk about Superman by Goldfinger. And I think we can all agree that that would be the real tragedy. It's been a real fucked year and we're almost at the end of it. Today, instead of looking at famous songs and their many cover versions, we're going to take a deep, hard look at ourselves and what Cover Me was like in 2020. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my co-host with the Mo-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, what's going on? The year's wrapping up. Uh, wait, are we pretending it's actually the end of the year? I mean, it's the year's it's not over yet, but it's the end of year's the year. It's not over yet. Um, we're, the, we're at the last leg here. We're like, we're like coming up on Christmas here, thinking back about the year, um, just kind of doing Christmas prep stuff. I'm off work now for the rest of the year. Oh, nice. So I'm just taking it easy for the next couple weeks. I like can't do anything i wouldn't have right. a- a- anyway probably but i actually can't do anything because of where we're like locked down in calgary a lot of things are mm. closed well or or restricted um to some degree i still don't fully know what degree because i mostly like i'm not gonna change what i do a whole lot because i was already right. staying home mostly yeah, so it doesn't infringe upon yeah. what you were really going to do, yeah. so you don't bother, like, knowing the rules. Yeah. Other than I can't, like, go see my family. We can't all get together for Christmas, which we would normally do. Right. Um, but we're going to still zoom in and, like, or whatever, video chat. And uh, sure. that's pretty much the rest of my year. I have, like, another two Christmas presents to buy. And, like, I'm, I'm, I'm coasting, is what I'm saying. Hell yeah, dude. I wish I was coasting. Yeah. I got work right up to the 24th and then Take I'm back time on off? the t- no, no time off. Oh. I got I, I'm just getting whatever stat time. I'm a contract worker. I don't even think I was allowed to take time off. Interesting. I don't know. Really starting know how that in works. January, I'll be uh full time, so. So you will have time off. I will have time right off. On. Looking forward to that. What's the end of, so that's what the end of your looks your year looks like? Yeah, just just work, work, work. Um, but I'm excited to talk about this year and cover me. What a year it's been, Alex. This is uh, you know, it's the it's it's a year. It's technically the third like calendar year we've been doing this podcast. But yeah, because we part- started well, technically started like halfway through 2018, but more like the last third of it. Yeah. Um, Alex, what's it been like for you recording a podcast weekly? During a pandemic, what is what's that sensation like? Um, uh, probably the biggest difference is now I have less things competing for my time with like preparation for the podcast. Mm. Like, as much as I might complain about having to actually do work, it's not like everyone's going out on Friday. No, right. I can sit at home on Friday and do all take just listen to whatever song over and over again so that's the big difference is like fucking a i have more time for things basically 
that's amazing because I feel like I have less time for things. But that's because you're working now, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Because, like, for me, I've been working from home and I can work from home reasonably well. Like, all my work is on the computer and we can do like various voice chats and stuff. So, I basically just have don't have to commute anymore. And like, I'm doing the same job that I was doing before. So it sucks because yeah. I don't get to see people, but also I get like probably an hour per day of my life back to do other yeah. things with. So that's the same time and money. Yeah. And that's not insignificant. And I filled gas like a handful of times in the last nine months. It's crazy so, how little gas I go through here yeah. without. <laughs> so um, there, those are, I would say, the positives of of this whole situation if we want to look at the silver lining yeah 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 but the other side of that is i would usually use my commute for listening to music in the car and that not being there i have listened to much less music this year than i normally would right much less That'll be interesting to see uh, if if re- real diehard fans can compare our Spotify statistics from this year and last year. Because uh, F- fucking crazy. I don't even remember what we said. Like how much? Yeah, I actually listened to last year's episode because I was going back and forth on even doing one of these, but then John requested it on Twitter, so I was like, "Well, that's as good a sign as any. We might as well do it." Yeah. We we have to ple- we have to appease our fan. Gotta appease our fan. <laughs> it's- <laughs> Can't let him go. It's the only one we've got. Yeah, po- doing the podcast. I mean, we've been doing it long distance since like uh, May of 2019. Mm-hmm. So in terms of that, it was like, oh, okay, well, we're already doing this. Yeah, like, it's not. That's not a big shift. But just like the amount of like dependence on this podcast I have for social interaction is crazy which was already kind of true like i'm not great at like phone calls and keeping up with people so Mm -hmm. you moving to another city this is like my way of of staying in touch really yeah and like i've been bogged down and there's sometimes where i'm like should i just should we just give this up and then i'm like when am i gonna talk to alex again then yeah it's never it's a tough sell it's a tough sell it's a tough sell and like every week, as soon as uh, like we're in it, I'm like, hell yeah, love doing this, love talking about songs, even songs I hate. <laughs> so so it's been it's been nice to have this. It's my overall, even while this year has been us like vultures chasing whatever fucking musician died recently to talk about them. True. On the one hand, yes, that's true, but it's also been pretty educational for us because a lot of mm-hmm. them are artists we wouldn't have otherwise spent much time with or would have listened to necessarily. Or wouldn't have gotten yeah. to a re- at this time, you know, maybe down the road, eventually would have come up. But it's a good reason yeah, to right. try something new for yeah, us. Yeah, certainly changed our priorities. And yeah, it's been, a, it's been a weird year, but it's been good. Um, We're going to make it real easy for us today. We're just going to do kind of three sections. First, we're going to talk about our Spotify rap statistics. We're going to talk about our top albums from the year of 2020. And then, of course, in classic Cover Me fashion, we're going to break it down to the best, worst, and weirdest episodes of Cover Me of 2020. Um, we're going to start off with these Spotify rap statistics. First, well, Spotify for podcasters, um, they give you a rap thing as well, Alex. And so Ooh, I will so I'll I give you some fun facts. That. 
You don't have that, but I'll read them out to you. All right. Um, the first one is where we grew most of our listenership this year. Can you guess which country that was, Alex? Was it like, is it still India? Or are we like... No, we, okay. we dropped off on our Linkin Park India connection, okay. unfortunately. So we don't have that anymore. Um, is it something weird? Is it unexpected? Or I can give like, you a hint. Is it just Canada? By, I can I can give you a hint by shouting out the name of the continent in David Bowie dancing in the street style. All right. <clears throat> Way to reference the future. S- yes, to reference the future. <laughs> South America. Hmm. In South America somewhere, eh? Yeah. Is it in like South America somewhere? Is it like Rio de Janeiro? Something um, weird. Yeah, that's in Brazil, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Brazil is the... I'll give it to you. Brazil, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's where your listeners grew the most this year. Way to go, us. Thank you, Brazil. Huge fans. That's 184% growth in Brazil. Yeah. Brazil? 35%, yeah. Good flag. They got good a good flag. flag. I'm a fan. What's that flag look like? It's like green and yellow. Got oh, like yeah. a... That's a got oh, like a, yeah, it's got the fucking thing in the middle. The globe thing. I don't know if it's a globe yeah, or just a circle. Uh, it is globe-esque. It's timeless. Yeah. That's a good one. It's a good flag. Way to go, Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, following that up is 135% in the United States and 111% in the United Kingdom. Shout out to you guys. Growing and stuff. Yeah. Alex, how many countries do you think we've been listened to on Spotify around the world? It's gotta I'll give be... You, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a bar here. All above right. or below 50? Um, like, just below. It's gonna be like 49. No, it's 66, baby. Ooh, 66. Three more, yeah, baby. <laughs> We're almost there. And then we can stop. <laughs> we just That's need, like, ticket. Myanmar, uh, Mauritius, um, and Ivory Coast. All right, yeah, that's what we're going for. The, the three big gets for those, 2021. Those yep, that's the goal in 2021. Um, yeah, Alex, our followers are up 198%. Our hours of listening time up 129%. Streams up 63%, and listeners up 44%. I wasn't sure if I should be expecting an increase, quite frankly. Yeah, me neither. But I, I mean, we took it. We took a dip once, once uh, you know the lockdown happened. But we've been slowly recovering Working from that. Working our way back up, right on. Working Thanks way to back the up. people. That's what I'd like to say. Now Thanks, I people. think uh, Spotify must not. They like obviously they have to cut off when they start stop like calculating your data. Right. Because um, they say we've dropped forty four episodes this year and we are weekly, so naturally that shouldn't be the case. Should be a bit higher. But, um, Alex, over 44 episodes, how many minutes of content do you think that is? What's your guess? How many minutes? Yes. Over 44 episodes? I'm going to yes. say we were about... Uh, it's going to be like 4,800. Pretty close. 4,508. Okay. We've had a couple tighter episodes this year. We've been working on our, our time That's management true. this year. That's true. I have been trying to be a little more focused if that... Is possible for me. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been twofold. I think we've gotten better at time management, but also with the the pandemic, it's just like there's we. This is one of our only forms of communication with each other. So, so yeah, the, we the just, time goes up. Like so, normally I wouldn't want to go on this tangent, but we just want to talk about David Bowie some more. So <laughs> exactly, like oh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about FIFA and Xbox for a bit. Yeah. Again, referencing the future. The Impressive. future. Wow. I'm just I, I'm a precog. <laughs> 
Um, and I think that's the last statistic here. Yeah, that's that's all it's got. 44 episodes, 66 countries, 198% increase in followers. Right on. Way to go. Cover me, the podcast. Now, Alex, the real the real shit we want to talk about. You know it. I know it. Ourselves? It's our Spotify. Ra- yeah, it's ourselves. <laughs> um, so I have screen capped uh, my, my, my big moments here. On, on I haven't, so I might have to wait a couple seconds before it pops up. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll like read one off, and then, then you'll, right. you'll tell me it. I'll tell you. So the first one is amount of artists discovered this year. I listened to nine hundred and sixty-six new artists this year. Alex, can you beat that? No, but I have seven hundred ninety-seven. A respectable Which, number. Alex. I mean, I think a lot of this is going to be skewed by podcast work. Yeah, our numbers so are much insane this, from yeah. podcast work. <laughs> So much of this is like we have to listen to like probably five or six artists we've never heard of per week. Mm-hmm. At least. But still, that's like so. that, at least that's a testament to how broad our podcast reaches in terms of like artists we talk about. Which is, yeah, pretty cool. Um, obviously, I always like to talk about, uh, you know, if, if I see an artist we've talked about before, bring them up again. Um, if we liked them or if they were interesting or whatever. But no, it's definitely... Yeah. It's a fun experience to be exposed to that much new-to-me stuff. Um, yeah. I guess the question while we're on that, have any artists we've listened to this year, whether it's original or a cover, sort of stuck with you? Have you investigated any artists further this year? I think... Let me see. I mean, I, I did some like more listening to, like, No Effects. Yeah, From our for West sure. Coast vs. Wessex episode. Um, is there anyone else? I've been listening to a lot more like folk country this year than I mm. have in the past. Um, possibly because of like we did a John Prine episode. That's right. Yeah, I've listened um, to a fair bit of yeah. John Prine. We had uh, we had Will on for the the Gambler. Right. We talked about um, that song. Uh, yeah. And I'm trying to think if there's any Kenny Rogers. That's his name. I don't know. I forgot. Uh, Keith Rogers. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I think, think that, that's, that. Yeah, like yeah, that's like that's the, the big one. Big one, and then there's a few I've been, uh, you know, kind of interested in. Just because, like, I'll, I'll listen to a little bit, but they didn't necessarily. It wasn't necessarily a ton. Right. Oh yeah, I threw some more The Clash on in my life. I listened to a lot of London Calling, the album this year. Yeah, we. I mean, we did the tide is high, and this isn't related. When we did the tide is high, I listened to a lot of, um, no doubt at that time. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, just because I was thinking about both of them. That's kind of like one step removed, but yeah, we've we've really touched on a lot of pop punk. That's been a growing influence on the podcast over, the, <laughs> over our time. Definitely. I mean, we talked about Stacy's mom this year. We talked right. about uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, which kind of similar vein yeah more it's like punk in the sense that they're bad musicians <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just associate them i guess i think that's yeah we talked about superman by goldfinger oh, um yeah we talked about quite a few songs and then, of course a lot of covers will come up in that vein as well speaking yes. of genres alex that's the next big category that comes up on spotify wrapped um i've listened to 608 genres this year including 260 new ones yeah the genres are always a bit weird on spotify i remember my genres from last year were like bizarre and I'd... oh yeah um 
Scorecore and Brill Brill Building Pop. Which I don't even know what that is. I did not get weird ones this year. I listened to 461 genres and uh, 196 new ones. Okay, break down your top genres for me. I want to hear what these are. They're not weird. They're just, they're like very normal. Uh, They're coming up here now. So I don't remember what it was last year, but it was like odd words, a lot of strange words. But this is like strange words coming at you in order one to five. No, let's count down five, five to one, five pop rock. Okay. Four funk. Okay. Three is dance pop. Uh Two is adult standards. (laughs) (laughs) And one is rock. So nothing out of the ordinary this year it's all like yeah just totally i'm a little surprised that dance pop is in your top five that must be exclusively a podcast influence maybe um let me think dance pop what would be considered dance pop like kylie minogue (laughs) yeah maybe like the studio 54 version of uh if you could read my mind yeah i guess so there's i don't know it's in there. It's number three. It was more than funk, apparently. But I don't know exactly how how Spotify counts genres. Like, would yeah. it have one song and have like five genres, so that we count as one listen for that each of those five genres? Kind of yeah. Thing? Does, does or does each, each song have, have one tags. genre? Yeah. I'm not sure. That's the big question. Okay, I'm gonna break down my top five for you, right. which is different from yours and similarly. So number five, hip hop. Okay. Number four, chill hop. All right. Okay, number three. Now, this is the interesting one. Number three is Mellow Gold. Gold? Mellow Gold. So, like, gold, like hits that are mellow? It is. Um, I had to Google it. I Googled it a while back, so now I'm going to have to Google it again. But it's essentially, like, like rock. Um, hang on, i got to put it in a genre, because apparently there's an album called Mellow Gold by Beck. <laughs> so you just listened it, to that Beck album. Yeah. So Enough it that it's elements of... <laughs> Contains elements of soft rock and folk rock and has a strong correlation with album-oriented classic rock of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Huh. Interesting. Never heard yeah. of it. I'm, I, I'm wondering, because I listened to a lot of Young Guns Silver Fox this year. Ooh, maybe. I'm wondering if they might be classified as mellow gold, despite I could see not that. being from those eras. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Being, so. being that. <laughs> i mean even like so, hip-hop versus like chill what did you say chill hop or chill pop? Chill hop yeah i mean chill i've hop. seen what what is it uh i've seen gorillas described as like trip pop so like i feel like there's a lot okay. of things with that cadence where they're like kind of similar like subgenres. yeah i feel like there must be some multi-genre tagging on spotify files but i, I, I might be wrong yeah um no, come right. to number two number two Indie rock. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, like, fair enough. Number one, rock. What? <laughs> um, I did notice, to talk about myself again, I listened sure to please. a lot less hip-hop this year than I have in the past. I was kind of yeah, ramping I that up, and then well. this year it, it was, like, much, much less, which is... I, I think uh, I this year kind of fell back to a lot of just stuff I already knew. Mm, yeah. I've been doing a lot of that this so, past couple yeah. months, and I think, like you mentioned, I've I've been hitting a lot more of the folk, borderline country music this year. Yeah, it's just like kind of chill. Someone strumming a guitar, and you're like, eh. mm-hmm. 
I, I think like many people in in this quarantine, I'm like, I just need to get out to the fucking countryside. Like, I need to yeah <laughs> get a piece of land. Gotta isolate. It. Yeah. Where you know where you can isolate but not be stuck inside a, a small space. So yeah, that's our that's our genres in review. Um, I guess I'll say now. Please share with us your your rap statistics on on the Twitter. Yeah, let hashtag, us know. Hashtag cover me twenty twenty. Let us know, Alex. We're coming to top song of the year next. Um, top song Alex, of the did year. You f- did you finish BoJack Horseman? I did. I did. Okay, Bojack my Horseman. my top song of the year is the final song from that, Mister Blue by Catherine Feeney. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I. Yeah, I was like putting it off because I was like, I can't be depressed right now. I don't want to watch something depressing. But I found if I just like didn't watch more than like three episodes at a time, it wasn't bad. But if (laughs) I went more than that, I was like, oh, I need to do something else. Right. But yes, that season is particularly heavy. Alex, what's your top song? My top song of the year was Animal Spirits by Wolfpack, which I think was high in previous years as well. And okay. I my the actual count was fifteen listens, which isn't even I don't think that That's many. That's not much. Um, my count is at eighty five for this one. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I think they were all like most of them were in like June because there was a while there where I was listening to it a lot. Okay, oh, you know what else? Seemed... I was trying to learn it on the piano, so I was probably playing it a lot then too. Okay, so I think that that's sense. why. And but it's also only fifteen. So. Right. Yeah, that's my most listened to song. Your, yeah, so for mine, it's it's all, this is early year stuff, because I think I finished BoJack Horseman on, like, February 9th. My first stream of this song is February 10th. Most streams was February 11th. 50th stream was on February 17th, and then it was 85 streams total. <laughs> Actually, mine is, yeah, first stream is January 6th, and most is also on January 6th. <laughs> and I think that was when I was, I think I was trying to, I think I was playing it back then. Okay. Now, Alex, we already know you're number one. Uh, it gives you the top five songs here. So going from the bottom and working your way to number two, what are your top five songs of Spotify 2020? Hashtag 2020. All right. Yeah. That's the other. So I don't know exactly how they ordered them. Because my number one was 15, a lot of my top like 30 must have been close mm-hmm. together, right? Because there's no way, like there's not enough numbers there for them to not be like the same my top five it as determined by spotify is five is takeoff by Corey wong and rachel mazer okay four is outro by wolfpeck (laughs) um which is another song i was trying to learn on the piano okay Um, that makes sense three is treehouse by Corey wong Two is Golden by Corey Wong. Wong. I listened to I listened to that album, uh, that Corey Wong album, a ton, especially okay. at the beginning of the year, right when it came out. Right. Um, and then number one is of course one. Animal Spirits. We so do have the uh, yeah yeah. Tell you you were gonna say so, and then you said something. Yes. Um. So like my entire top five is like Wolfpack and like Wolfpack adjacent artists. I swear, there's other things on there. But like, sure. they're my top five. They're your top five. Yeah, I got a lot of album play, uh, and I think maybe singles because these came out. The Homeless Gospel Choir dropped a, a new album this year. Uh, this ah, land yes. is your landfill, and yeah, my bottom f- five. So, Young and in Love by the Homeless Gospel Choir is number five. Don't Compare by the Homeless Gospel Choir is number four. Art Punk 
by the Homeless Gospel Choir is number three. And then number two is Androgynous by The Replacements. There you go. Something a little different. Yeah. yeah something I guess if you listen there. to one album a lot, then probably some of the songs on that album are going to be in your top. Yeah, and that one like is like a half-hour punk rock album. So you ju- you can just roll through that and then be back at the start and be like, yeah, it's fucking good, though. And then you roll through it like ten more times. <laughs> Alex, did you listen to any podcasts on Spotify? Um, so apparently, like, I'm looking at my stats and it says I listened to, oh, um, so I listened to a podcast called Slightly Civil War, which is, uh, oh, that's, uh, The Escapist. Yeah, yeah. The Escapist. Um, that's the only thing I actually listen to. Allegedly, I also listened okay. to something called Spittin' Chicklets. Yeah, I also, I think, had that I, one on there. I think that's, like... That's an ad, I'm pretty sure. Must be. Because, uh, like, everyone seems to have that. That's weird. That's dumb. I hate that. So that's, yeah, not a fan of that myself. Well, I don't use Spotify for podcasts, but my top podcast on Spotify, cover me. Wow. Sounds like a great podcast. Maybe I'll check it out. uh, Somehow, this can't be real. I listened to 72 episodes for a total of 334 minutes cool that doesn't seem right but there you go now alex i i made 46 playlists this year and they gained 58 new followers what um i and i think that is all just like you and guests 58 though yeah does it count them separately like if i followed all of them which i did yeah do i count 52 times it's the only way it would make sense because all of those, like, this year, and I should probably plug this more, I created a best, worst, and wildcard playlist. That's right. For uh, and for each of us. So for the guests, for me, and for you. So I created nine playlists that I update regularly. I update them every week while I ep- edit the episode. And so if you're ever curious about what songs we have, we have praised or which song, like, the best of playlist is good. The worst of playlists, I don't know. I don't think anyone should ever actually listen to it. <laughs> the wild card list is where it, it truly is wild. You'll get that some good fun. songs. Get some weird You'll stuff. get some absolute trash. And it's it's just purely it's 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 wonderful. So I would recommend at the very least taking taking a look at those. Check just I think I'm just cards. I think I'm Sly Five Thousand on Spotify or maybe just Jake Cressy now. Look me up on there. Follow the playlist. They're they're pretty fucking cool. You are Jake Cressy now. Yeah. Jake Cressy. Check me out. Not Jake Cressy Jake now. Cressy. Jake Cressy. Jake Cressy. Now and forever. Now and forever. Um, Alex, do you got any what are your playlists and follower count? Uh it didn't give me anything, so Oh okay. It must not be Interesting. significant. Alex, top decade of music. What do you got? Oh, uh seventies. Seventies. That's what I would have expected mine to be. Yeah. But mine was the two thousands. Really? Yeah. Did it says your top song, right? Um. Yeah, my from top song from this time was Mr. Blue by Catherine Feeney. Yeah, okay. That was 2000s, not 2010s, right? Yeah, I guess they're, they're counting 2000s as... Both? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when that song came out, so... Well, my top decade was the 1970s, and apparently my top song was If You Could Read My Mind by Gordon Lightfoot, which... If you could read my mind... Had to just have been because of the podcast. <laughs> I I mean I, I like dipped into that song a few times That's after true. the podcast. That's true, but I mean the lion's share had to have been podcasted. 
Yeah. So the, yeah, Catherine Feeney was 2006. So yeah, that's in the the 2000s. Oh, I see. I think why the 2000s is so big has to do with my top artist, which is the next category, and that was for me the Flaming Lips. Really? Yeah. I was surprised by that too, because it gives you like the selection. I was like, oh, I think it's Andrew Bird. It was like, nah, dog, it's the Flaming Lips. Yes. I, my top artist was Frank Turner. That makes sense. Not a big surprise. He did a bunch of live streams. Um, mm-hmm. he w- they were weekly for a while and then they were a little less often but I, I tuned into a bunch of these live streams and then like after the live stream I would just listen to a bunch of Frank Turner yeah hell yeah so I listened to so much Frank Turner none of it made my top there was like only a couple of them in like top 30 right but I think well, I just like, listened s- to so much of it like yeah, there's so much he has breadth such a broad I, range so yeah yeah that's dang top artist um Top artist, Alex. Give me your top five. Uh, I mean, I, the 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 other four from your top five, starting from number five. Um, so my other top five. Uh, again, not no surprises, no surprises here. From five down to two, because we know number one is already. Uh, Corey Wong. Yeah. David Bowie. Uh huh. Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. And then Wolfpack was number two. That makes a lot of sense, Alex. Yeah, I don't even think it's that much different from last year either. Yeah, I, I know. I think Bruce Springsteen was your number one last year. It was, and I think right. a lot of that was just because of our Western Stars episode. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Yeah, that's all good artists. Very solid. Um. Looking at my top artists, I'm surprised it's not the 2010s. That was my uh my most listened era. But yeah, Frank Turner comes at number five for me because I also listen to a lot of him, but not as much as apparently the Flaming Lips. Um. Number four is Future Islands. Yeah, lovely rock group. They have a song they do with Debbie Harry. Pretty cool. Hmm. Number three is the Homeless Gospel Choir. And number two is Andrew Bird. Andrew Bird. No Florence and the Machine this year, eh? No Florence. I think consciously I made a decision early in the year to listen to less Florence and the Machine. And But I still listen to a fair bit. But right. it's like... Just, it just didn't break the top five. Didn't break the top five. No, still, still got love for Florence. She released a single this year. I think she's also got a a cover of a Christmas song. It's not on Spotify, but she's covered something. I can't remember what, and I would like to check that out. She's also, of course, featured on our Cornflake Girl episode, which is another fun episode. Yeah, of us talking about a song about an artist we didn't know all that much about. Going, yeah, dog. Um, so yeah, uh, that's, that's all the big ones on min- on the final page. It'll show you your overall minutes. listened. mine is 68,505. Yeah. 20,453. Good Lord. You really did reduce in music. What? Do you remember what it was <laughs> last year? Um, it was smaller than mine and, and yeah. might even ratio wise be the same. I just, I don't spend a lot of my free time listening to just listening to music. Mm. And I, I often oh, don't I put it on in, in the background, background either. Oh, see, that's a thing. I, I find like, it very I distracting constantly. to have for a I lot of things. Not I for everything. <laughs> like, I can't, like, most things, if I'm working, I can't listen to music. Um, not everything. Certain things I can. Um, and, like, if I'm playing video games or something, generally don't want to also have music on. So Fair enough. That is the, the difference between you and me, Alex. That's our Spotify wrapped. That was fun, Alex. I yeah. learned a lot. Yeah, it's always fun um, to talk about that. It is. We're going to bring you to our next segment, which I'm sure you're dreading. It's the <laughs> top five albums of 2020. 
uh, Alex, we're just going to go back and forth on these, starting with number five. Okay, I don't necessarily have an order. Well, you know, just pick an order. <laughs> it right. can be arbitrary for you. I've, I've labeled these out. Um, and even in mine, my number one is solid 100%. Everything after that is like, eh, you can maybe move these around. But right. number five for me I've listed is Song Machine Season 1, Strange Times by uh, Gorillaz. Hmm. This year was mostly, I wish I had listened to a lot of albums more. Because as Ooh. discussed, I already I like reduced my listening time a lot. Until pretty much like a week or two ago. Yeah. So I really, there were, I think, three, two and a half, I would say, albums that I would put in my top for this year. Okay, okay. Um, and then some others that are like maybes. Sure. So, so hit for a maybe my, on, for my on number, number five, five maybe is going to be, um, is going to be, sorry, I'm going between two. I'm going to decide. Uh, it's gonna be "Letter to You" by Bruce Springsteen. Okay. No, hang on. It's a good maybe. Oh. I I realize there's another one, so there's another one I want to put higher up. Okay. So "Letter to You" is getting knocked off. Sorry. <sighs> Only because again, haven't listened to it very much. Um, this is a bit rash. So I'm gonna put on an album that just came out a couple weeks ago, because okay. I listened to it and I was like, hey, that's pretty neat, but I want to listen to it more. Um, Burn by Foxy Shazam. Ah, Foxy Shazam is a good band. Yeah. So they just came out with a new album on like the 10th. There's a bunch of albums that came out on the 10th, including Man on the Moon 3. That's right. Um, which is something I also want to listen to more of, but that's the one that I've been listening to the most so far. Okay. So that's going to be my number five. Nice. That's very exciting. Yeah. I like that. My number five was the, the Gorillaz album, which... Most of it was released throughout the year as singles. They released 10 singles, almost like one a month. And I think as, a, as, as something to look forward to, it was a great like companion for 2020. It was always a little experimental, always a new like uh, featuring artist. Like They had fucking Elton John on for one. They had Robert Smith of The Cure for another. Hmm. It's very... And, uh, yeah, and just completely different sounds on each one. So it was very... It was, like, very fun. It felt like very fun music development, and that's why I liked it. I'm not sure, and this is always tough with these acts who have been around a long time, like Gorillaz. You're like, is this as good as when I was, you know, in high school listening to Plastic Beach and smoking weed and playing Red Dead Redemption? You're like, is anything as good as that? Who knows? Who knows? But I can't answer that question. You can't, but I think the music delivery method of Song Machine and the overall quality, I think, is still strong, and that's why it hits my five spot. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff, I think, that kind of has that... It kind of ends up with this vibe of, like, we're locked up, so let's make some music. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of... That's a thing that happened a lot this year. Uh, yeah, there was, uh, like, a great increase in music volume because yeah, it turns out you can still record a lot do a lot of the normal recording things without changing like quarantine procedures all that much yeah 100 percent. um alex so burn by foxy shazam which i am throwing on my my spotify here throwing it into the library because mm -hmm. i want to check that out check it out alex what's your your next maybe your number four spot maybe number four spot maybe is 
No, this was right. So my four spot maybe is actually my half album from before because there was one that I wanted to okay. put higher up that I forgot about. So right. this is my half, and it is going to be um, Jesse Part Three. Oh yeah, I've heard it's actually very good. I am only putting it as a half because I haven't given it enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know, something happened in the middle of this year, and I just like didn't want to listen to music a lot i don't i don't know i don't know um i think it's almost a momentum thing like i stopped listening to music and didn't figure out how to do that more so i was just kind of felt like doing it less but once i motivated myself to do it more i could build it up again but it kind of took until now so yes jesse sorry jesse volume three by that's Jacob right. Collier. That's my... Who, yeah. I know I've listened to it a couple times, and there's definitely a good number of songs I've enjoyed on it. Um, mm-hmm. But now I'm question. I, I don't remember the other songs, and I would like to spend more time with those songs. So that's why it's a half. Perfect. Fair enough. Um, that's one I would like to delve into more. We, of course, talked about Jacob Collier and Jesse Volume 1 on uh, everything, Every Little Thing She Does is Magic by the mm-hmm. Police episode mm-hmm. uh, with our friend, Jesse Crossley. Yes. Jesse, but not with a D. But not with a D. This one is <laughs> with a D. That's Yeah, I, I've been meaning to get into that more. We were going to see him live this year. We, we were going to see Jacob Collier in Vancouver, and it got canceled. It was in April, and yeah. we were going to see Jacob Collier and The Darkness in like two oh, days. Yeah. That would have been awesome, and it all got canceled because of COVID. <laughs> damn it covid what a trip my first time going to vancouver my first time actually going on a trip on my own because i've just like never scheduled a trip before oh yeah and it all got canceled it's gonna happen we're gonna make it we're gonna make it happen it's gonna happen love for you to fucking come out here it's gonna be good my number four spot alex an album that i had to double check to make sure it was released this year i've talked (laughs) about him a bit already this is canyons by young gun silver fox ah yes that was this year, eh? That was this year. That was 2020. Um, uh, early this year, too. And just front to back, it's fucking good. It's your fucking classic yacht rock, potentially mellow gold. Mellow gold. Yeah, and it's just, just like, it's just good. It's just, like, it's got such a vibe to that album. You can put it on. It's not, like, aggressive, but it's not low energy either. It's just, like, smooth and fun. I, I really like it. I really like Young Gun Silver Fox. And yeah, that is my number four pick. Very, very nice. Yeah, I've I know I've checked them out a little bit. Like I, I like some stuff off AM Waves, which is their previous. Oh album. yeah, phenomenal album. I gotta 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 check out Canyons a bit more. I mean, we're gonna say that yeah. about almost everything because I think most of our lists are gonna be different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's and it's, it's just gonna that... be a case of like, well, I forgot to listen to that or like yeah. something like that. Exactly. With that, Alex, let's go to your your solid recommendations here. My solid recommendations. Uh, Number three is Buddies 2, Frank Turner and John Snodgrass. Mm. Because I liked Buddies 1, and it's Buddies again, and they have some more songs. And one of them is a um, take on Beth by Kiss, but it's Lady (laughs) Macbeth. And that's oh god funny and it's funny check it out if you haven't 
Yeah, this is where I actually fall into your problem, where since a lot of that album is them talking to each other, part of it is the joy That's of them true. making these songs together. That's true. That, that it's tough to listen to that when I'm actually trying to do other things, because I'm like, well, I need to uh, listen to this conversation. Yes, I did find, um, volume-wise, going between the songs and the talking, there was like enough of a difference that I had to adjust it a lot. Mm. That was a bit of an issue bit of an issue but yeah that is one i've meant to cut out a piece of time to to listen to that see i enjoyed buddy's one i thought it was fun yeah yeah hell yeah now my number three pick i'm going back and forth on this because alex snubbed it and i'm wondering if i should substitute now no nah, i'm nah, gonna go with it it's letter t it's le no <laughs> reason to no reason to drop it off because because of me and again my only I've listened. Uh, you're about to say letter to you. I heard that. Yes, uh, letter to you. I I just uh, didn't spend much time with it, and I don't want to make a call yet. That's fair all. Enough. That's all. It's 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 a good album. I enjoy it, and I can tell because I because because I do put stuff off in the on in the background. Is that I've I've started singing along to it already, and I'm like, oh shit, like yeah, this thing hits. Okay. And there, it's it starts out slow. And kind of like ends on a bit of a, a lower mm. point, so it's got two low points. But the middle is just like fucking bangers, like like real Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band bangers. This isn't quite the the like barren Western that uh, you know Western Stars was. Although we do get some of that energy, some of the things he did on that album do make a comeback. There's still some of the like um, introspection, mm -hmm. but it's a lot more bombastic because he's got the bigger band. Yeah, and so it's uh, it's quite. And I liked Western Stars as well. I don't go to that album much because it. it I listened to it on a big road trip one time. Continue <laughs> <laughs> only that. <laughs> and but uh, and I'm quite nostalgic for it when I listen to it because it now that song now that whole album sounds like a road trip to me. But <laughs> yeah, this one sounds like some some real older Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band, and it sounds very good. Yeah, I just I I haven't been able to like vibe with it yet and sometimes i mean sometimes you vibe immediately with something and sometimes like mm -hmm. even like clockwork angels i bring this up a lot by rush i didn't like it at first but by the yeah, time about a year later by the time they were actually touring in our town i fucking loved it just like over the course of those 12 months I just listened to it a little more and a little more and then like like clicked at one point and like you said i just started singing along at one point and i was like oh shit I like this album now. Oh yeah, like I, I guess I am into this. Like I can't deny it. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't need to bring critical thought into it. You're like it, it happens, so it is. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if you're looking for some some songs to latch onto, I liked Letter to You because it was released as a single. So that's right. the second one on there. Um, I think Janie needs a shooter. Has a real like older Springsteen vibe to it. That's a different song, but <laughs> yeah, that's a different one. Um, and then Rainmaker, uh, Rainmaker. track number eight. Yeah, and, yeah. Is that song about Donald Trump? <laughs> um, I think or like maybe. kind of like because it is about how because the Rainmaker is a charlatan. He's not real. Yeah, it's when people are desperate. Like people are they desperate, need somebody. So they need a Rainmaker. They hire. Yeah. A rainmaker. Need it so bad, it's so, so it's not necessarily bad. that the song is about Donald Trump, but Donald Trump, by the description of the C song, is a rainmaker. Certainly fits in there, yeah, for sure. All right, anyway. 
just we hadn't talked about that yet so i wanted to bring and it again up. yeah that we can talk about <laughs> that just even so briefly is just the the how good he is yeah and i have race. been listening to it some so for sure and i i do um, love bruce springsteen <laughs> hell yeah alex what's your number two number two rtj4 oh yeah i yeah, have yeah, not yeah. listened to choice honestly haven't listened to it very much at all but mm-hmm. I think I've listened to it all the way through like two or three times. But every time it's just like mm, right there. This is I talk about vibing. This is one I vibed with immediately. Like yeah. this one, this one hits hard and like goes and doesn't stop. And like, I don't even know, like I haven't even listened to it enough to get into the lyrics. Like I'm just talking about just mm-hmm. the sounds that are made. It's oh, just like, truly, yeah, yeah, put it on. I'm like, oh, and like my eyes well up. I'm like, I don't even know why this is happening. I just like the sounds that are ma- being made. That is classic, like, Run the Jewels vibe, is I find with almost every album there's, I don't know individual song ch- titles, I know the album. Right. Because you put it on and you don't stop. <laughs> so it's just like, here's the one, here's the next one, you're like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And yeah. it came out at such a, a right time, and, like, some of the lyrics really, really hit on exactly what was happening, like, in the popular consciousness. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very nuts. good timing. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Like insanely good timing. Yeah, that one might have made it to my list if not for the fact that I also haven't listened to it too much. I I know Greta's listened to it quite a bit, but I just haven't given it quite as much time. Yeah, this would like I feel the same way. I just for like I I put it on again this week and I was like, holy shit, how can this not be in my top five? I don't know. I just mm-hmm. it's, it's really, yeah, it's very good, really good. Next one for me is one that took up three of the spots in my top five. This should be surprising. <laughs> top right. five songs. This is This Land is Your Landfill by Homeless Gospel Choir. Ah, yes. Um, this is the first time. I don't know if it's the first time, but like he had a <clears throat> full actual band. So it was not just him and then occasionally he has other people on. He had The Homeless Gospel Choir was a group this time. And so that's on and every track. Brand it's a new punk rock band. Exactly. So it's, it's bigger than, than his, his past albums it's uh he's a very emotional guy very sensitive so like this music came in and hit really hard during during a pandemic when you're all feeling isolated this is the kind of stuff that really hits Mm -hmm. and it's a tight album and very easy to loop because you every time you hear a song like i've heard this before before but it's also a banger so like i'm gonna (laughs) let this ride uh so yeah just for it was purely a very listenable punk rock album made in 2020 and i i love that so that's my number two Right on, Alex. What's your what's your last pick here? Number one, my number one is the the album that took up three spots of my top five, which is Elevator Music for the Elevated Mood by Corey Wong. Ooh, yeah, it was it it came out early in the year, and I just like couldn't stop listening to it. It the the melodies are catchy, the rhythms are funky, and the lyrics are cheesy. There's only three songs on the album that actually have lyrics mm-hmm. and the rest of it is instrumental tracks which is kind of a neat setup i think um the three instrumental tracks were in my top five um of right. the year <laughs> or sorry the three lyrical tracks i should say which is the truth um but yeah it's like it's interesting to listen to an album like that because the lyrics don't come up very often but then everything in between kind of like flows together you know it's it's interesting yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> that does make sense. Cause, and it's almost like a marker of where you are in the album when you hear a single lyric. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. And the instrumental tracks, I dig those too. 
Hell it's yeah. just a lot easier to latch on to uh, songs with lyrics. Yeah, because it's because <laughs> you can it's, sing it's along. Words. Exactly. That's awesome. That's an excellent pick. Yeah. My my number one. This one was clear and obvious for me. Um, and a late entry. I think it released in October. Uh, this is anime trauma and divorce by Open Mike Eagle. Ah, yes. I've seen you listen to that. <laughs> yeah, and again, this is another tight album. It's thirty-four minutes long, twelve tracks, and I like I've had whole days where it's all I listen to because I'm like, wait a second, I've heard this song before. I'm like, ah, oh, but it's fucking good as shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'll change it after the next one, and then the next one comes on. I'm like, this one is also very, very good. It just yeah, it's it's just very. I don't I can't, I don't know what else to say. It's very. Just strongly written, a lot of references, of course, as you might expect, to anime, because right the, there's a there's a track called "I'm a Joe Star," where he <laughs> he basically explains why he should be the next Joe Star. The next Joe Star, I do. I mean, I know there's there's a couple artists that um you talk about a lot, but I still haven't really uh, given time to. And Open Mike Eagle is one of them. Yeah, I would say this is the album to get in on if you All haven't right. gotten in before. Uh, and some great music videos to go with this. Paul F. Tompkins is, is one of, is in one of them. Huh. He's the, the voice of Mr. Peanut Butter, among other He's things. He's a funny guy. He is a funny guy. Uh, yeah, this album, I was I, I'm blown away by. I think it's fantastic. And yeah, number one for me. No contest. Right on. I want to do this briefly just to shout out some other albums that didn't make our top five that came this year. Um, you already mentioned Man on the Moon 3, The Chosen. Yep. By Kid Cudi. I'm not sure if it deserves critical acclaim, but it's always exciting to see something come from Kid Cudi. It came out a week ago for us here at this time when we're recording. I haven't had the full time to delve into it yet and then, you know, compare it to the past two albums of the same name and get into all <laughs> of that. It's a whole process. It's a whole process, but it's exciting that it's there. Um, we Will Always Love You by The Avalanches is right. came out the same exciting. Time. Yeah, same time, same day as Kid Cudi. I've been listening to it a fair bit. It sounds pretty good to me. Is it as good as their previous albums? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, I put um, it on and I enjoyed it, but I haven't listened to the Avalanches before. So Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I was delighted that they sampled uh, the Alan Parsons project. Yes, I actually songs. noticed that. I was listening. I was like, fuck, is this an Alan Parsons project song? <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't remember no, what song a- it was, though. Yeah, I had to Google the lyrics because I was like, fuck. And then I was like, did I ever know that that's what they said? That the, the sun in your eyes made some of the lies worth believing? But some of the lies worth believing. I didn't know that's what they said. I'll tell you that yeah. about me. That's. I think I was in the same boat. And now that <laughs> lyric sticks with me a lot because I'm like, that's a fucking good line. What, what Alan also, Parsons like, Project song is that? That's Eye in the Sky. Oh, it's just Eye in the Sky. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to listen to some Alan Parsons <laughs> Yeah, that's what I did this week. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" I have the I have the LP, so I can just throw that LP on. Oh, oh hell so I'm yeah, doing dude. tonight. Oh, sh- I'm doing that do tonight. Do it. Oh. Do that up. Um, getting into Knives by the Mountain Goats. The Mountain Goats released two albums this year. They're kind of like folk music, folk rock, maybe. Uh, that one was it's very like sparse acoustic, and it's it was just kind of nice, very soothing. Getting into Knives by the Mountain Goats. Another one I have here. I'm sorry, I have so many. As long as you are by Future Islands, uh, very great. A lot of great synth work on that. And another, the, I think the last one I'll mention, even though there are more I could, is Over That Road I'm Bound by Joaquin Cooter. Oh, that's right. Um, very interesting. I want to talk about it on a later cool episode once I can find the source songs 
because he borrows um, and, or is inspired by songs by Uncle Dave Macon and kind of turns them into his own thing. And it's very interesting to listen to. Right on. I think I should. The, oh, sorry. You finished. No, I was just going to say that was my conclusion. Like, those are my shout outs. Okay, so I should mention, ahead. because I've talked about Wolfpack so much. I haven't listened to their new album very much, which is called The Joy of Music, The Job of Real Estate. Um, and I don't know if I like it yet. I'm still undecided because everything else by them I've like immediately vibed with, but not this one. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and is there anything else that I want to talk about that came out? Anything Taylor else? Swift released two albums this year. That's kind of Two cool. albums, yeah. And they are apparently more folk-based. Yeah. One of them's called Folklore. The other's called double folklore <laughs> folklore too uh that's there was one that came out again on the the 10th which i think it's the 10th when everything came yeah out. um i believe that's correct uh, it is called willow no one of the songs is called willow fuck i'm lost it's called evermore <laughs> evermore that's right okay. evermore anyway so yeah evermore. that happened um a lot of other stuff happened too this year that we didn't talk about because oh yeah what are we archivists yeah actually on. gordon downey ha- had an album come out as well that i dug but forgot about until this moment shit um a little posthumous action called uh away is and away is mine so away that one yeah I, I know i listened to it but now I uh, struggle to... I, I remember enjoying it. So check that out, too. Hell yeah. And also shout out to the West Coast versus Wessex cover album. That That's was, right. I, that was a lot of fun for us to That's talk right. about. Absolutely. I think there are some good songs on there, both originals and covers. Yes, definitely. Okay, I think that wraps it up for that segment. So we're going to bring in the best, worst, and weirdest of Cover Me 2020. Of cover Me. Alex, what do, do you have an episode lined up for worst episode of the year? Not really. I'm struggling to think of the worst. I thought, like, overall, I don't remember any that I didn't like. Okay. Like, what I can, was... I can, I can come in here. Superman yeah. Goldfinger? Didn't like that was one? It was a fucking nightmare. It was just low energy from all of us. Because Steven and I were hungover. That was a tough episode. <laughs> You're right. I f- it was tough. I feel like I still brought something, but... Uh, yeah, you were probably the shining light of that episode, but I remember not necessarily getting in there much. and just being like, oh, fuck. Like, this is going to be an uphill battle, and it was. Uh, yeah. And then another one I would put on par with that is... Uh, maybe not on par, but in the same realm. The Unclouded Day, which we we kind of started the year out on. We did. We did. That, uh, so it was just a, just a rough song. I was listening to that, and like, I'm off. Oh, fuck this song i fucking hate it <laughs> like, uh, i think the episode itself was probably fine but prepping for it a nightmare all right yeah i i'd struggle to think of a worse maybe it was no i i didn't hate doing any of them honestly or anything like at the end of the day i enjoy talking about them so i don't know why right. i would say it was was my actual worst episode yeah, that's fair. Another one I was considering, but I couldn't because we had John Bell on there and he was great, was I want to know what love is. <laughs> just because it went on so long. That was a long course, episode. It features my ex-girlfriend, which is always weird for me. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. What's your weirdest, though? 
Um, I think I have that one down, and I because it was weird, and the only episode we've ever had to take the bonus segment out of, and then do like a separate episode for just to keep things tighter. Right. I also put "Love Hurts" because it's just weird coming. We've never coming back to everything. Yeah. Come back to a song. And the side one wasn't even bad, but that's just like the most After unusual like situation. After like four years too, because we recorded that yeah. original one way back before we way even started back. doing this. Um, yeah, on my cell phone. It's a <laughs> shitty cell phone recording. Uh, my wor- weirdest, I was going to say, uncloudy day. Because it was like, yeah. we were going through this and talking about all the versions. I mean, like, so did we enjoy this song or not? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was just painful, right? You're just like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that one, there was also, no, that was pretty much it. Yeah. That we were just like, what? Uh, yeah, it was it was bizarre. Sometimes you get surprised by ones like that you don't know that well, and sometimes it's just not an amazing song. Yeah, sometimes like yeah, it's like I don't know. There was <laughs> like like even Breakfast at Tiffany's, like that song didn't have much substance to it. I think That's we true. were more prepared to to take on that song when we did it compared true. to the Clouded Day. It, it was all. It's also a little more like palatable in terms of like pop music. Yeah, like it's more it was straightforward made versus the last like hundred years. Why are we listening to this hymn on repeat? Like, <laughs> yeah. So that one was odd. Yeah, that one was odd. Alex, do you have a best one? I do have a best one. Um, okay. We did what some interesting you? things this year, and I enjoyed. I I liked talking about Bond songs, um, and oh, that yeah. was before um, COVID. So that was fun. Um, That's fun. Just before COVID, or that we recorded them anyway. But I think. Yeah. My number one episode of the year was Blinded by the Light because we mostly got to talk about Bruce Springsteen the whole time and like really dig into those lyrics and like cross reference them with what we knew about the artist, which doesn't always happen. So that one was a good time. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it had like (laughs) all the good elements. Like, we, yeah, we had to, got to use our knowledge of an artist. We disagreed and then synthesized our our uh, our yes. interpretations. It was yeah, and talking about Bruce Springsteen, that was a great episode. Yeah, plus plus it it's I mean it's a a divergent cover situation where you have mm-hmm. a cover that gets covered, um, a lot, and then that other Bruce Springsteen version where he's like, let's just do something else because that's what I want to do. And, yeah, okay, right yeah. on. Yeah, not only was the original song good, but these covers were weird and wild and wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, just a, just everything that a cover me episode should be was blinded by the light. <laughs> and also very long. Also, yeah. Well, <laughs> most <laughs> things a cover me episode should be. That, <laughs> blinded by the light was. Check it out, but like, set some time aside. <laughs> set some time aside. Yeah, also a great year for themed months. Particularly just Lover Me and the Bond month. Yeah. But that's, I mean, you, we got to do a couple of those every year. Yeah, it's great. Fun. And what else? I mean, one thing I, I really liked, there's always like old songs that you know about, but don't necessarily listen to. So I, I liked yeah. doing I Can See Clearly Now in particular, yeah, because it was a, an older song that I just hadn't given time to. And now I had an opportunity to do that. Yeah. It's good when we get to touch on something that's like outside of our range, but is popular enough that we can comfortably 
like find information on it. Yeah, and, and then there's still like four hundred covers or something. Like, yeah, to pick from. like okay, which which one of these do I pick? <laughs> Anything. Yeah, that's been our 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 show. That's, basically, that's the wrap. People. That's the wrap. Um, if you want to hit us up with your favorites of Cover Me 2020, yeah, hashtag Cover Me 2020 on Twitter. Um, you can also email us at covermepod at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Um, and yeah, if you guys want to fucking, you know, hang out, come hang out. No, don't hang out. It's a pandemic. Thank <laughs> keep, you all for listening. Distance, it's been bro. a year. <laughs> it has been a year. It has been a year. Uh, quick bonus segment, Alex. Do you have any cover me resolutions for 2021? What do I want? I hadn't hadn't thought about it honestly i mean beyond getting uh, three more countries so we can have 69 yes, countries that's i mean that's it really three more countries um jeez uh, do you have a cover me resolution for 20 i would like to get w- at least one new and unexpected guest someone we've never had on before and maybe something that's a little outside of our reach okay that sounds that sounds doable that's probably, I mean, we've talked about it. We have kind of some similar goals of things we still, like, have said for a long time we want to do and haven't. Right. Like, intro music and yeah. more guests and stuff like that. So, maybe maybe that's got to be what we do. Got to set a goal. That's it. Set a goal. Alex, you got two weeks off. Cooking me up some intro music. All right. Let's, let's do it, he said to himself confidently the royal we alex <laughs> well alex i'm not gonna sit here and force you to come up with a resolution beyond making intro music which i'm now forcing on you yep i mean that's that's pretty much it yeah well, that's pretty sweep much up it. some um, of the things we've been talking about doing for way too long that's right we're, we're cleaning up the house in yeah. 2021 that's the episode and as we always say uncover me and as we always say uncover me that's it. That's what we always say on cover. Is as always, a resolution. As we always Record me. one episode in Vancouver. There you go. Record that as we always say on cover me. Record one episode in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs>